Welcome to the Finding Wellness Podcast. My name is Megan. I'm a wife, mom, and holistic wellness coach. I have a passion for helping women, particularly moms, prioritize themselves and their general well-being. Because when we take the time to take care of ourselves, everyone wins. My goal with this podcast is to finally help you figure out what works for you to support your overall well-being. And because health is so much more than the size of our body, no topic will be off limits. We're talking about relationships, mental health, even things like finances, because it all plays a role. Some opinions and research shared here might work for you, and some definitely won't. So I encourage you to stay curious, be open to experimenting a little, and take what serves you and leave what doesn't. Let's get to it. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Finding Wellness Podcast. My name is Megan. I'm your host. And as always, thank you so much for being here. I truly appreciate you taking the time out of your day to tune in. Um, And if you listened to last week's episode, um, I had a guest on and we chatted about Um, you know, puberty and birth control for our daughters and um, body positivity and all of those things. And I don't know about you, but a light bulb kind of went off in my mind and you might have like heard it when it happened. But I asked her the question, how do you talk to your daughter about fueling her body without it being about what she looks like. Like, how do you talk to your daughter about eating, you know, proteins, whole grains, like fueling her body in a way that's supportive for her without it being like a diet or restrictive or about what her body looks like? And her answer basically was, it's never about what your body looks like. It's always about doing what's best for your individual body because All of our bodies are different, so they all need different things. And our bodies are changing every single day. And they're especially changing in each phase of life. So, for example, my daughter, who is in that pubescent stage, has much different needs than I do as a 36-year-old. And... I don't know about you, but I have been caught up in this like anti-diet culture, body positivity, um, like movement on social media. And I do think that both messages are mostly great. I think that they're needed. I wish that these messages were around when I was growing up or even in my 20s. Um, But sometimes I think we can take them too far. And I know I did because when it came to my nutrition and what I was eating, I, I would kind of rebel like in over the last couple of years, I mean, like I would have pizza and pasta and, um, excuse me, hoagies and all of these things, which there's nothing inherently wrong with any of those things. And I'm not saying that we can't have them or that they're, you know, quote unquote bad foods. But what I am saying is that I was not like strategic at all about where and when I would have these things in my diet. I was just like, I'm not afraid to eat these things because I'm not afraid to gain weight because of them. And like, I'm just going to have it. And I do think that that phase has served me well, but 
when I came to this point where I realized like I don't tolerate gluten super well and you know I can have it I'm not allergic to it but when I have it in higher doses or in large quantities it does begin to affect me um same with sugar same you know and so I like I know this cognitively but I still feel like if I make the choice not to have that thing that it's a diet culture thing or that I'm putting um like I'm putting morality to food and the reality is that that food is not good for me in high doses right and so it's okay it has nothing to do with diet culture it has nothing to do with me being afraid of that food it has nothing to do with wanting to be skinny it has nothing to do with any of these things and everything to do with how i know that food makes me feel afterwards right and so like when we are having dinner as a family and it is, you know, pasta night. Sometimes I have the big bowl of pasta and or lasagna or whatever it is that we're having. And sometimes I'll have my pasta in the form of a spaghetti squash or in the form of a chickpea pasta. And actually, FYI, I've converted my whole family over to chickpea pasta. So for the first couple times that I did the chickpea pasta thing that I was testing it out for myself, I would make myself my own little pot of pasta and that's just a lot of friggin' pots and pans for a very simple dinner. So I tried it one time. I was like, well, let's just see how this goes. And I fed it to them without even telling them what it was because hi, that's what we do here. That's how you sneak in um, these changes to foods because if I would have said, hey, this is chickpea pasta, automatically everyone at my dinner table would have been like, meh. I don't like that. Meh, meh, meh. Why can't we regular pasta? <laughs> so if I don't say anything and I just serve it up as if it's regular ass pasta, nobody says a word. So I wait until everybody is done and then I drop the bomb. That was chickpea pasta. That wasn't regular pasta. And um, everyone was like, well, well, that was okay. That was, you know, I thought I could tell a difference, but um, but they ate it and they didn't hate it. And, you know, now I know that I can just make chickpea pasta so we can all have the same thing for dinner, which is amazing. Um, but I was so afraid of having like modifications to my meals when we had food as a family together, because I was like, I don't want my kids to grow up thinking that I was on a diet or that I was afraid to eat certain foods. Like I don't want them to like take that on and into their own adult life um, or to start thinking a certain way about certain foods or things like that. And it has nothing to do with that. And uh, first of all, I have to acknowledge I am proud of myself for getting to this point because for a long time, I was afraid of certain foods. Um, and, you know, then I rebelled and I ate all of those foods basically all the time. And now I'm kind of coming to this point where I am learning my relationship with food. Side note, I hired a personal trainer, so I might do a whole episode just on that um, or we might get into it a little bit here. But part of my package is to 
Um, there's an app that we share and we can communicate back and forth. She assigns me my workouts and then, um, I can also upload pictures of my meals and I can comment on them. And, um, you know, at some point I forget what exactly I uploaded or what I said about what I ate. Oh, I do know when she was doing my interview, um, or like my onboarding, she was asking me like, do you have any trigger foods? And I was like, no. And by trigger foods, she meant like, is there anything that you can't keep in the house because you'll eat it all essentially? Like you're, you're, you have, you're uncontrollable around this food. And I was like, Mm-mm, no. And I'm like shaking my head. No. But in my head, I'm like, you do behave like that sometimes, but you can't think of any particular food. So go ahead. Just tell her no. And then I later sent her a message and I was like, okay, here's the deal. I do have trigger foods. My trigger food is whatever you tell me I'm not allowed to have. You tell me I'm not allowed to have cheese. All of a sudden, all of my food that I prepare all the time has cheese in it. I have no, I have nothing I can make for dinner anymore. You tell me that I can't have, you know, bread or whatever. I only eat sandwiches all of a sudden. And now I don't know what to have for lunch. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going to have a sandwich because that's all I know. That's all I know. And the reality is I can't remember the last time I had a sandwich. And of course, cheese makes everything taste better, but that is not included in every single meal that I make for my family. Like it just, I just get that way about it. Right. And she really told me about myself. She was like, Megan, um, do you think that you have like a rebellious tendency? And I was like, what? (laughs) She said, you know, is it like a power struggle thing? You know, especially coming from, she knows my family pretty well. She says, especially coming from a family of like strong-willed independent women. And I was like, okay, like you don't have to be rude about it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, go ahead and ask my mom. My entire childhood was a power struggle. That's all it was between me and my mom. no offense against my mom. That's just the way I was, right? Um, and so when someone puts rules, or when someone else puts rules around my food, I start to rebel against that because I don't want to be told what to do. And that was a really interesting perspective for me to understand about myself. Um Another thing that I'm learning to do is tune into my body and eat when I'm hungry. So instead of eating, you know, at certain times of day, just because it's breakfast time or lunchtime or dinner time, really asking myself, like, are you hungry right now? Um, And really tapping into that and getting to know myself. And at the same time, like if I put portions on my plate, I'm a clean plate club kind of girl, right? Um, and learning that I don't have to finish my food if I'm not actually hungry and learning to tune into those cues of what that actually feels like for me um, has also been very interesting. And so sometimes I eat more than I need and I don't realize it until it's done, especially if I'm eating like, on the go or if we're at the dinner table and we're having conversation, I'm not really paying attention. Um, And these are things that come like to a lot of people very normally. 
And for some of us, these are things that we are having to learn in our adulthood, right? Um, and so I've been on this this journey with this diet culture thing. Um, and this is kind of where I'm at with it. And I'm really interested to see how this next couple of months is going to go as I tune more into what feels good, what doesn't, um, what fuels my workouts and what doesn't. Like, if you know me, I would rather be like a little bit overweight, but know that I can push through and get like a really solid workout in than to under fuel or like restrict calories and be at a lower weight in my body, but then not be able to perform in my workout. That's just kind of how I am. Um, And so trying to figure out that balance, I think is going to be really interesting. And then speaking of workouts, something else that I am really working on right now is, um, you know, again, over the last couple of years, I have been really trying to like, quote unquote, listen to my body or um, really I've pretty much not done any cardio or HIIT workouts because they're supposed to be bad for your hormones. And I was like on this hormone journey. Um, Strength workouts are supposed to be really great for your hormones. And I I like to tell myself that I don't like strength training, but that is actually not the case. I really do love to feel strong. I love when I move up in weights. I love when I am able to do something today that I wasn't able to do last week. Like I love that. But for some reason, if I am not like, dripping in sweat and my heart is not racing and all of those things like I just don't love the workout um but again that's like a lie that I tell myself for some reason like I don't know what I don't know what it is um but anyway I have joined this gym and I'm really excited about it um again I have a personal trainer so she puts together workouts for me that I do on Mondays and Fridays and then I do the group classes on you know Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday and I've been getting up and going first thing in the morning which has been really great because even though exercise is like a regular part of my life I tend to push it off until the afternoon And as we all know, life tends to happen and then I fail to be consistent or as consistent as I would like to be in my routine. And for whatever reason, when I'm working out at home, I just cannot get up and go straight downstairs to the basement like my husband and my son can. For whatever reason, I dilly dally and push it off and push it off. Um, But having to have, like being expected to be somewhere at a specific time has been really helpful and getting the workout out of my way first thing in the morning really minimizes that um, likelihood that I'll skip the workout that I planned. Um, So I've been much more consistent in that area and I've been really, so I've been working out about five days a week. Three of those days are strength training and two of those days are um, cardio based. And at first I was like, well, maybe I'll skip Tuesdays because I teach spin on Tuesdays. So like that's a lot of cardio for one day. I'm also still really interested in improving my running. So I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to work that into this new rotation. Um, but coming out of this like anti-hustle, like pushing yourself in the gym is is bad for you 
type of mindset, I'm really excited to tap back into this version of myself that, um, and (laughs) like my mom and my sister, like they'll, they would say before they're like, Oh, you're a beast in the gym. And I didn't feel that way because I like, I know that there are people that are stronger than me. I know there are people that are definitely faster than me. Like I know these things, but I do like when I'm in that environment, I do kind of feel like a beast. And um, I was going to say I don't right now, but that's not the case. Um, I, I do. I do really love getting a workout in, even the strength based. Like I went to this gym in the past and the owner will tell you, like I used to avoid strength days like the plague. I would quite literally only go on cardio days. Um, I would maybe do like two strength classes a month. Um, that was it. And so now to kind of be on the opposite end where I'm really like, okay, I need to get my strength in. And if I'm going to skip a day, it's going to be a cardio day. Um, and then still kind of tuning into my body in that, you know, when I am like super late in my luteal phase or like the first day or two of my period, those are going to be the cardio days that I for sure skip um, because the cardio here is like absolutely no joke. Um, so learn like figuring all of this out right now is I don't I'm just so excited about it. I'm excited to number one, have this routine. I'm excited to really tap into like getting to know my body and the signals that it's sending me and not relying on all of these external rules to tell me what to do with my nutrition and my fitness and my workouts and my this and my that. Um, I don't know. I'm really excited about it. And I feel really good about being able to talk about it with my kids if it were to ever come up that like I am getting older and that like I don't even want to say that like I am way closer to 40 than I am 25 right and so the reality is my body is changing my hormones are changing I do still have imbalances that I am working on like I my body for the last couple of months was storing fat and losing muscle at a pretty alarming rate like it was not cute you guys um but I'm, I'm figuring it out and I'm really excited about it. So um, my message for you today is if you are, if the anti-diet culture and the body positivity movements are serving you right now, then stay with it, right? If you feel like if you get rid of that content on your social media feed or whatever that you're going to go off the deep end with some kind of like super rigid or restrictive um, diet or you're going to overwork yourself or go too hard in the gym or whatever and it's going to fuck with your mindset, then like stay where you are and and go through this process. But I'm here to tell you that if you're kind of like in this space of like okay, I'm like understanding these messages. They sound really good, but I feel like they're still not working for me, just like my old ways were not working for me. There's still room to grow, and I feel like there might be like an other side. Like maybe there's like this bell curve, right? Where like 
We start on one side, which is like maybe the super restrictive or like the super hustle side. And then we get like deep into this like anti-hustle, anti-diet culture. And then we come back to the other side where it's like we really start to figure out what works for us. Um, and we understand that there's room for two things to be true at the same time, right? So um, I encourage you to continue to explore what does work for you and what does honest to God feel good for you um, and not so much to rely on content from an influencer who doesn't even know you. Like I understand that they are a coach. They're very good at what they do. They work with people just like you. Um, I get it. I do. Um, they're very smart. They know what they're talking about. All of those things are absolutely true. I'm not hating on the people that are putting this content out there. What I am saying is that you don't know if that content is meant specifically for you because you're not working directly with that person, right? If you were their client, they might have a slightly different message for you, or maybe the message would be the same, but the implementation would be different, right? Um, like that's just kind of what I'm learning and where I'm at. So I wanted to share that with you just in case um, you might find it helpful today. So especially, <clears throat> excuse me, especially because we are in this phase of it's getting warmer. If you're listening to this in real time, it's the beginning of April. Um, we're going to have all of this shit being thrown at us. You know, people telling us that we have to lose weight. We have to fit into this, you know, whatever. We're getting ready for the beach, this, that, and the other thing. Like tune all of that out. <laughs> Tune all of that out and tune into yourself, your body, what you are desiring, what feels good for you. Um, only you have those answers. Only you have those answers. And I know that, you know, it's hard to trust yourself um, and left to your own devices. You know, maybe you feel like you don't know what to do. And so that's why you rely on this content. And that's okay, right? This is a process. Um, so anyway, I just encourage you to continue to explore what does work for you and not to hold on to these rules or these um, like situations or perspectives that might not be serving you anymore. They might've been helpful a year ago or a couple years ago or even a couple months ago, um, but maybe you've grown through it and now you need a different message or a different way to implement it um, or something like that. So just stay open-minded, stay curious, and um, until next time, be well. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love connecting with you and hearing about what resonates with you. If you connected with something in this episode, do me a favor and screenshot it and share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Megan E. Wellness, so we can chat about it. This helps me continue to create content that resonates with you and other women just like you. Until next time, stay curious.